What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. So, this episode is going to be around something that is very, very important to me, and I've probably been talking about it for quite some time, and it is that word, time. Organizing my time. You see, the whole thing is that time is definitely the most precious resource or commodity out there to me. It is a resource that cannot be renewed, yet I'm, I often, often, often see people giving up a half an hour or an hour of their time and they're so flippant with it, but they would be very cautious giving over 50 euros to somebody or even 20 euros to somebody. Even look at the app stores. They, they, the majority of people will not pay for an app that is even 89 cents but they will spend a half an hour with whoever asked for it or they will grab a coffee with whoever asked for it. And that completely confuses me because I can always, always make back the 89 cents depending on what I want to do and how much that 89 cents means to me. But I cannot make that half an hour back. It's completely unrenewable. Nothing I can do about it. I just can't make it back. That's crazy. Time is insanely precious. And I've also become more aware of the depth or the quality of the time that I'm spending with people, how that makes me feel and how the different relationships that I have, the depth and and the overall feeling to the relationship is really substantial. And it gives, let's say you take a half an hour block of time, if you're having a really deep, meaningful conversation with somebody, then that half an hour is substantially better spent versus if you're just having a run-of-the-mill, you know, bog-standard kind of autopilot flying through conversation. One is completely different than the other, so I'm trying to have really deep conversations with people. So with all of this in mind, I wanted to talk about where I'm spending the majority of my time at at the moment, how I'm spending it, and how I'm organizing it, and what's really important to me and why. So I hope you enjoyed the show, and let's get into the show! So it's actually pretty crazy how much I care about time. So I'm probably going to ramble on a little bit in some of these points, but bear with me because there's going to be some really good nuggets of wisdom in here. The first big thing that I spend a large chunk of my time on is to do with Minicorp, my business, and it's to do with client prospecting and meetings. I think as the CEO of the company or as the the person who is the more business facing, I think CEO is a little bit, you know, it's it's a large cap to wear for a four person company. But anyway, the client prospecting side of our business is quite important. It's the majority of our clients will never have built an application or built a startup before. It'll be their first time at the rodeo. And so there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of, what am I doing? And is this a good thing to do? I don't know. I'm not sure. Should I take this risk or should I not take this risk? And it's also, it's kind of my own responsibility or, or my own moral, I guess, to make sure that when people are really thinking about building a business, that they're really considering all of the different possibilities of where this might go for them. And so I'll really spend a lot of time in the client prospecting, is this a good idea or is this not a good idea and really hashing it out with the different people who may be thinking about building a business or, or 
sorry, who might who might be thinking about selecting Minicorp to help them to build their tech business. Uh, so I spend quite a lot of time, you know, like going for many different coffees with a potential client before we'll even sign them or before um, we've even decided that we want to go and do this or they want to go and build a business. And a lot of people might say that that's a waste of time, but I think I think it's actually a really good thing. I've I've learned things like I, I build trust with that person. They are making a right decision for them. I could potentially be saving them a ton of time and a ton of um, potential bad things happening to them. And second of all, if they do decide to go and build a business that they have the muscles and they know what's involved, it's not this whole, you know, it's really easy to go and build a business. It's not, it's super hard. Like it, it takes a lot of pain and effort and strife. But from having those initial conversations and kind of telling some war stories to them during the client prospecting meetings, they tend to understand that a little bit more. And so I think it's time well spent overall. And even if that person decided not to go and build a business, but they found somebody else who did want to build one, they tell them all about, you know, Brian Kenny, about Minicorp, about how they are not actually in it for, you know, just money and, and building things. They're in it for building really great products with really good teams and building the best products out there in the entire world, which is awesome. Woohoo! Okay. So I spend a lot of a lot of time on, on client prospecting and meetings. Plus I get to meet new people and network and that's always amazing. The second thing is financial planning and forecasts and just, I guess, cash flows in general. Cash flow, understanding how the business is operating, getting my finger on the pulse of Minicorp and making sure that I'm on top of everything that is going on. Um, things like, so in business, the way that I've always kind of noticed things happening is where you are right now versus where you're going to be in three weeks versus where you're going to be in three months versus where you're going to be in 12 months are all really important factors. Understanding where you're going to be in 12 months is a very difficult thing. It's very speculative, but it's also very, um, it's very healthy for you to understand what that might look like and think about why it would look like that. You're never going to get the figure accurate. You're not even going to get it in around plus or minus 10% or even 20%, to be honest. But having a good understanding of what it's like out there all the way out there in 12 months time is a really healthy thing to do because it can help you to set goals, set ambitions, set the whole vision of the company and set the overall um, the overall kind of statement of, of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish in the macro 12 months. Um, and then looking at the other things like three weeks and, and you know, three days, three weeks and, and all those other time pieces, why it's so important to do that is because if you don't understand now what it's going to be like in a month's time, you're going to trip up. Like at some point, there's going to be a big dent in the bank account or something's going to go wrong with a client or something's going to explode and you're not going to be able to make payroll or something's going to hurt you and it's just going to trip up the business overall. And that's like, that's nobody's fault but yourself. You have to understand and you have to be able to react proactively to decisions and to different events that are going to happen in your business at some point now. And try to think of all of the different possibilities of, of worst case scenarios. And even though that's a really negative thing, I don't really care. You have to. You have to potentially think, you know what, what if that person doesn't pay or what if that app doesn't launch successfully or have, you know, if all of these things go wrong, 
How is that going to affect my cash flow? And how am I finan financially planning to solve that problem? So I spend a lot of time in L Google Docs or L Google Sheets, making sure that I understand what's happening, how the business is operating, and making sure that I'm on top of my game, yo. Okay, point number three, high level planning and the vision. So again, another business kind of point. So I'm gonna do all the businessy ones first and then I'll get into the more personal stuff in a while. Um, high level planning is something that's really important not just for business, but for personal as well. So what do I want to accomplish in the next year or in the next three years and why? And I think a lot of my, my recent uptaking of meditation has helped me to figure out a lot of these points of just literally sitting down, reflecting and going, why do I want to build Minicorp and why is that a cool thing? You know? And I don't think that a lot of people actually spend a lot of time on these questions. They're just on their day-to-day -day commute or their day-to-day -day drive. They go to their nine-to-five job, they leave their nine-to-five job, and then they go home and they spend time and they don't they don't really love the work that they're doing. And if that's the case, it's not gonna change overnight. Like tomorrow you're not gonna win the lottery and then wake up and then go, oh yes, now I can do the thing that I really always wanted to do. No. As in the, the last podcast before this with Pat Dively said it, it has to be broken down into small little obtainable chunks and then slowly progress on that path towards the goal that you're trying to get to and for me that high level planning and that time that I spend in setting the strategy of Minicorp but also setting the strategy inside myself of like what do I want to accomplish and why do I want to accomplish it that really helps me to be confident in what I'm trying to achieve and to be successful in what I'm trying to achieve as well because I know exactly where the goalposts are and because of that I can score the goal. Swish. Okay, next point. The fourth, is it four? Yeah, fourth point, um, internal meetings. I spend a lot of time in internal meetings and this is only a recent thing. Well, when I say recent, about six months. Um, there's only four of us in Minicorp at the moment, but that is enough. We work we work smart, like we are an insanely good product team and we're efficient and we're smart and we're doing all of wonderful things at the moment, like learning how to standardize our practice and how to communicate different awesome things between different departments and between different people. All of these um, really high efficient communication based strategies. I think for the first year, two years, we were very kind of siloed in. So, you, you know, you would have, you wake up in the morning, you go to the office, we'd have our stand up meeting, and then we'd all just have our heads down in our laptop and we'd be like hammering away, going, thinking that we're progressing things. And we were, but we were progressing things in a very inefficient way. You know, that if, if person A and person B started to talk to each other, you know what, maybe they would have shaved 45 minutes off that overall task. Or if client A and client B and person C started to talk together, do you know what, we might have saved an extra day there. And so we're learning all of these really efficient strategies by having internal meetings that everybody on the internet says meetings are toxic and boring. It's bullshit. Have efficient meetings, have great meetings, and have meetings where you're actually coming out of the room with really good pieces of information that you can utilize and move forward. So I would say, you know, 
yeah I'm, I'm glad that we spend I'm glad that we spend so much time in internal meetings I think it's awesome okay the next point is what I call and this might be strange but it's what I've labeled it it's called ahoy catch-ups and these are catch-ups or meetings or coffees or or beers or teas or whatever with people that just may be unrelated to you know minicorp progressing or my family life so when I the two things that I feel that I that I really want to accomplish successfully in this world is going to be having a really great family that feel loved and and you know that I spend a lot of time with and and just having an amazing family which I have right now but I want to want to make sure that it's always growing and and we're amazing together but the other thing is my my business and not necessarily just the business but building things with the different blocks that I have um so ahoy catch-ups are kind of they're for both of those but they're for them in a very macro way so it's meetings with um other tennis players that might be stronger than I am for example or mentory type of people or it could be investors um people that I just want to say ahoy you know that I'm here and it's nice to see you and I haven't seen you in a while and it's just kind of like shooting the breeze or 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 talking about how things are progressing for me and how things are progressing for them and really just getting to know each other as friends you know well not yeah I guess friends like for investors for example I I like to know a lot of the really good investors in Dublin so that if an opportunity ever came up with either me or my clients or any person that I knew that I could connect people really easily together and it would be a really healthy, fruitful relationship between both parties. Um, or with startups, like I, my business is based around creating companies. So knowing the other tech startups that are around Dublin and understanding, you know, how are they winning and why are they winning? Um, how are the founders getting on and can I help them in any way? Other just idiosyncrasies like that that really help to build great relationships with people and just saying, hey, we're here. We, you know, I'm not I'm not there touting for business and I'm not trying to get them into Minicorp. Um, but I'm just having great conversations with great people and getting to network. I would say another big one would be builders, like people who are just building awesome things. I love being around people who are really passionate and love what they're doing and spending time with them kind of in a really awesome way inspires the living crap out of me. Like it just does and it's it's deadly to be around. Okay, another point of how I spend a lot of my time is around events. So there's a lot of kind of tech events that go on in Dublin. I think I've now gotten to the stage where I know the good ones and I know the bad ones. Not necessarily that they're bad, but the ones that are good for me and the ones that I just don't really get a lot of value from. So I think going to events shows people that, you know, Minicorp is out there, we're saying hello. Um, but it also, it's great to give back to people and to try and help wherever, which way I can. Um, so if, if you know of any great events, let me know. I'm always looking for great ones. Uh, the next point is my own health. So I think much like much like money you have to spend money to make money you have to spend time on health in order to recuperate depth of of time overall and what i mean by that is the the main reason that i go running is not just to challenge myself and not just to push myself and because i love it it's more it it helps me to get healthier and healthier and as my body gets healthier i have more energy 
I feel fitter. I can, you know, hold great conversations. I feel like I'm, my brain is kind of firing a little bit better. It's like a, it's like a, a really well running engine. And because of that, my other two things, business and family come together so much easier and they come together and I feel like they're, they're beautiful, deep relationships in both. And I just love how it's all playing out. So running really helps me to, to be a part of that. And so it's, it's like spending the time running because it takes like now, yesterday on Sunday, I went for a 16 kilometer run and that took an hour and 40 minutes. Like that's, that's not an insignificant amount of time but I feel that it, it'll benefit me so much more over the next week, but then also over the next year. So it's time well spent, in my opinion. Uh, the next thing is eating well. So I spend a lot of time making sure that I'm trying to eat well, and that might be walking a little bit further to a healthy restaurant, or it might be making sure that there's good, healthy meals available to me where I am, things like that. Another one is meditation. So I've only recently started doing meditation of the last maybe... I think I've, I've logged about an hour in total. So no, four, 600 minutes in total. So I would say I've been meditating for about three months now and it takes about an hour. No, sorry. It takes about 10 minutes every day. And I do that five days a week. So that's 50 minutes. And I do that on the dart ride, on the train ride, on the way in. So I'm trying to be as efficient as I can as possible. I used to drive a motorbike, for example, and the motorbike would get me into town or into the office a lot quicker than the train would. But on the train, I get to spend time doing meditation or reading books or listening to podcasts, all of these types of things. So I'm kind of balancing out my time there. And finally, for, for this point would be progression and learning. I think I always need to progress myself. Like I need to learn new things. I need to challenge myself. I need to get myself the F out of my own comfort zone and to make sure that I'm, yeah, just progressing, I guess, every every which way that I can, excuse me. And so spending a lot of time on that is is well worth it. And the next point is date nights. So I love date nights with my beautiful wife, Lee. I think it's a great way to catch up together. We have two small kids, you know, one is four years old, one is one year old. And even though you're around each other all the time, and it seems like you're just together all the time, you're not really like you're not having adult conversations, you're watching what you're saying, you're watching kids programs, you're cooking, you're looking after them. And it's not that I don't love doing all of those things. I do, but I also really believe that, you know, spending adult time together where you're close or you're having a meal and you're having intimate conversations is a prerequisite to a healthy, beautiful relationship with my wife. And so I think I would nearly put that to the very top of the list of things that I, yeah, I love spending time on date nights. Okay, next point is spending time with the kids. So as much as I would love to be going building blocks and doing things all of the time, I think spending time with my kids is something that is always in the back of my mind. Even when I start coding for the first half an hour or when I start going to a client prospecting meeting or anything, straight away in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm wondering what Lily is doing right now, or I wonder what Nina is doing right now. And so then I start to get conscious of well, I haven't seen them in a couple of hours or whatever. And it kind of plays, a, it's, it slowly plays away at my head. And so I'm really, 
I always make sure that I spend as much time with them as I possibly can, like bringing them for a walk to school, you know, taking a few hours off in the morning and just spending time with them is so important to me. And I don't want to miss out on any of those small little things as they start to grow as people um, that I might be just completely consumed by work. I, I have unbelievable passion. Passion is probably or, or ambition. Ambition is one of those things that I that I know will never dissipate in me. Since I was very young, I've always had tons and tons and tons of ambition. But I don't want that fuel of ambition to have any toxicity in the spending time with my kids. So I kind of, I figured out how to really flex this muscle inside me of going, yeah, you want to go and do your passion right now, or you want to go and chase that ambition, you need to stop that. And you need to realize that your two young kids are here and they are like, lighthouses full of beauty and love and just go and chill out with them you know putting them to bed in the evening it takes a good bit of time as my wife will probably tell you but it is amazing time and I read a post somewhere recently that basically I think it was a father or a mother and they were saying you know your foot used to kick me in bed or you know when you used to hammer basically all of those things that you find annoying when you're a parent and they're they're really young you start to really yearn for them or be nostalgic for them as the kids start to grow up because it's not going to happen again you know like these these are memories and and a period of time in my life right now that I really need to cherish and make sure that I'm enjoying and I am but I'm cognitively aware that I want to make sure that I'm really grabbing as much of this as I as I can and enjoying it as well it's not just about being aware that they're here but it's about making sure that you're enjoying the time with them so that is awesome and that is my time I guess the last point is these podcasts like these podcasts I record them they take about a half an hour to record and then there's another about an hour of of editing and I do that twice a week so that's three hours and I love it. Like, I love the fact that it, it helps me. It kind of ticks some of the earlier boxes of progression and learning um, because I'm challenging myself and I'm seeing the numbers grow in the podcast. People are enjoying them, which is awesome. But I'm also using them as a tool to reflect. Like, I would not have sat down here in my office at home and, you know, described bullet points of how I'm spending my time and really deconstructed myself and the time and everything. So the podcast helped me to do that. And I'm really... I'm really grateful for that, I guess. Okay, and that is it. That is it for episode... What are we on now? We're on episode 38. What? That is amazing. Okay, thank you all very much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. And yeah, catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.